Hey there. Just kidding. Hey, Ryan. <laughs> What's up, Blinkers? Hello, Blinkonians. Blinkonites. Welcome back to the show. This is the intro to the Takeover Pants and Podcast. <laughs> uh, this is a little special episode uh, going on. For This is a little... Yeah, uh, we don't need to whisper cast. We don't need to whisper... We don't need to podcast. Or we, we don't, don't need, need to podcast. To- <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's the 10th anniversary of the, the Angels and Nerves album, We Don't Need to Whisper, and we talked about it at great length. Yeah, so this... This podcast is not what Tom has been promising for the 10th anniversary of We Don't Need to Whisper. <laughs> yeah, we're curious what that might be. Yeah, so to hold you off in the meantime, we got a podcast talking about, oh shit, like our experiences with it. Yeah, like leading up to the album, what we think about it, what we think holds up, the movie Start the Machine. Our own conspiracy theories about <laughs> the making of the album. Yeah, like what, you know, there's some detective work that happens in this yeah yeah it's a pretty in-depth analysis of the album yeah it's yeah it's pretty 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 solid yeah and i think it's a good time to go back to it um not only because it's 10 years later but because there's a lot of time since it and it's it's interesting to see it from a little distance 10 years makes you feel old it's that this that's what does once it it hits double digits really does you're like wow that feels like it was not that long ago yeah so yeah so as tom might say you know you know post blink 182 if he was to say this line he might do it in this type of way oh god i can't wait he <laughs> <laughs> do something like take your pants off would it be like that Welcome to Take Off Your Pants and Podcast. I am Mike. And I am Ryan. And today, uh, on the Blink Show, we're going to review an Angels and Airwaves album. Yes. <laughs> what y'all uh, been waiting for? <laughs> what everyone here was tuning in uh, to listen to a band uh, that's not Blink-182 um, <laughs> and an entire episode about their first album. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, there's a reason it's the 10th anniversary. Well, you know, you know, Ryan, there's a reason why we're talking about Angels and Airwaves. Did you know that the singer for Angels and Airwaves is also the singer, one of the singers and guitarists of Blink-182? No shit. Yeah, so Tom, after he left Blink, he did this album, We Don't Need to Whisper. Really? Yeah. Uh, wow. It was a little weird to me that it came out because a lot of the stuff surrounding Blink's breakup was like... Uh, he wanted to not indefinite hiatus. Yeah, the indefinite not breakup, indefinite hiatus. Where were you when that happened? Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. I was in the back seat of my mom's car. I was on a date, and she told she me, took you on the date. No, she picked me up from it. Oh, <laughs> this was high school, uh, like early high, uh, like sophomore year of high school. It was the year after I graduated, so or the year I did. Was this was this right? was my first year in Arizona. Wow. Um. So, what a welcome it was. <laughs> Yeah, and I just remember my mom picked me up, and I guess, you know, this was before smartphones, but it was at the time of the internet. Yeah. So while I was at the movie, uh, I don't remember what movie it was. Uh, my mom, got, I can't believe you can't remember what movie. It was 2005, <laughs> so uh, it would have been probably like, like January or like I think February it, 2005. I don't know. Was Sin City around then? I think it might have been. Uh, so I think because I saw Sin City with this person. While you're um, talking, maybe I'll see. Yeah. So anyway, we're on our way home. 
I my mom my while we were in the movie, my mom was at home on the internet and looking up like just internet news. And like plenty two news to talk to you about on the car. It was probably just, you know, CNN, because I feel like this was a pretty big deal, you know, a small article on CNN, you know, but it'd be a sidebar thing. And uh, she just said on the ride home, you know, oh, uh, honey, Blink 182 broke up. <laughs> and I just remember <laughs> saying, like, what? No, they didn't. And I was like, so sure, like, no, mom, you just read some dumb rumor, like, Mom, you don't know anything. Blink-182 would never break up. <laughs> like, that's exactly the conversation I had. That's probably exactly how I sounded. Um, <laughs> and Sin City did come out in March. Uh, it might have been Sin City. Uh, <laughs> so, and I remember I remember the girl I was with at the time was like, you don't ever take your mom seriously. Like, she's probably right. I'm like, no, you get... You're like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, really, I was getting like upset at the end. I was like, no, no. <laughs> and uh, I came home and and they were right. <laughs> you like read out an absolute punk or something. You're like, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> Jason T, you bastard. <laughs> I'm never coming out of my room ever. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, so what about you? <laughs> How did you handle it? Um, well, it was it would have been two thousand yeah, the year I graduated high school and um I remember I was playing World of Warcraft at the time. <laughs> like I was on the computer, probably in Baron's chat for people that know where what that is. Um and probably like and I, I, I might have even read it in Baron's chat. Like it, I know like somebody might have said it like in, Just in the on World the of Warcraft chat. <laughs> Well, <laughs> was there ever was that a was that a ever uh, like was that typically a venue for news of the day? All right, so the Baron, okay, the, the, so the Barons in World of Warcraft is this huge area where, and basically you can like talk in like the the chat in the world, you're a part of the world you're at, and uh, the Barons, you were like there from like level like ten through like thirty, so it was like this never ending. Like, you know, yeah. just push. And so there's people there for so long, and there's always a chat going on. Because in the other places, it's right. really, like, barren. This one just has, like, it's called the Barrens, but right. there's a yeah. lot of people there. And I, I probably read it there, or somebody I was playing there, with at the time. Quick sidebar, were there any, are there any other, like, news items you can think of <laughs> people that, that's it, how you found it's, out? It's a lot, like, it, did you find out we were invading Iraq? <laughs> <laughs> Back then, it was a lot of, like, Chuck Norris jokes and stuff. It's basically just, like, a random yeah. thing. And then people, someone probably said, Blink-22 broke, broke up. And yeah. I was like, what? And then look it up. I'm like, no! All and I don't necessarily know if that was it, but I definitely remember I was playing World of Warcraft and and probably being really upset about it. Because I think at the same time, the girl I was dating, which was like one of my first girlfriends, like broke up with me too around that mm. time. It was definitely a depressing uh, depressing year. Is that when you started getting into... Because I know you're a big fan of Joy Division and The Cure. <laughs> Is that around the time you got you got into that? Probably. Them? I don't know. I remember like... I got in The Cure probably from hearing about it from Mark and, and them, you know, talking about it. And probably from also the... the uh, the self the un untitled we, untitled album yeah we got it this right <laughs> <laughs> from the untitled is just like oh yeah i like the song i always and stuff and and also like you know robert smith oh, what the hell is that and that probably what got the hell is that yeah <laughs> and then it kind of like derived into there and um yeah i don't know it was definitely emo days at that time so yeah. i was probably cutting my wrists and blacking my eyes like quite, quite a bit um well so after they broke up there was sort of a period of of just radio silence. Yeah. Um, but pretty quickly, uh, they came back with some music and 
So what what did yeah, you? Yeah, it, it was it would have been a year later, right? Like almost like just about a year. Yeah, and I think I think Tom uh, the Angels Nightwave stuff was first. Mm, yeah, if I remember yeah. right. Yeah, it was. Yeah, and um, do you have any like? How did you first hear of Angels Nightwaves? What are your like? First memories of this. It probably would have been like going through, because I would visit absolutepunk.net quite a bit, um, which was just like the news source for that type of thing. Yeah. And it was probably on there, and it was probably like the one of the videos got released, like one of those- um, Short films. Yeah, short films, and it probably would have been, and there was actually like a trailer, I remember, that had like bits of, I think- that was, the, that was the first thing I remember hearing, and it had- it was um, like, whoa. It, it was a trailer of- the coolest moments of the album like stitched together <laughs> it's like the i think it has like i well maybe it's just it the had outro. the yeah, i think that's all it was the outro and i i remember hearing that and i was just like <laughs> like what this is gonna like i was i thought it was all gonna be like uh, that you know that intense and it was like this could be like cigarettes or something like what is this i think it is not very representative of like what it this the way the rest of the album sounds. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Maybe yeah, you're probably right. But I think you know, like, kind of carries through a lot yeah, of it for sure. But no, that I remember that being really exciting actually, and being like, wow, what the hell is like that was really interesting, and yeah. it was almost as like it's gonna be all right. You know, Tom's gonna be back because we didn't hate. Not, not we hate Tom, but like we weren't like we didn't have any uh, reason to to not really like. This be is on something. The side. This is something that's um, gonna come up a lot, I think, in this episode, but. For me, anyway, I didn't have the perspective I have now yeah. of an adult looking at these, um, looking at these like interactions, I guess, from an adult's mm-hmm. perspective, and sort of realizing like what was really going on, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it was exciting, and uh, and it was just like you know we were such fans of like boxcar racers. So I was like, is it gonna be like the second thing of boxcar, you know, kind yeah. of thing? And it was uh, it was crazy. It was pretty cool. And I actually went to, um, at the time when I bought the tickets, it was the first show, the first uh, Angels and Airwaves show. But the day before that, they ended up playing a MySpace secret show. Oh. So this, it, it was actually the second Angels and Airwaves show. Mm-hmm. And this was in LA, and we were living in Arizona at the time. So I, uh, I remember buying tickets for that, and I remember asking like this girl to go, you know, and everything. And basically, uh, last minute, she canceled on me, kind of thing. Wow. Yeah. What? What did she give a reason? I, I just like, oh, I can't go, you know, kind of thing. Uh, you know, I don't even know if there was a reason, but it was like, what was her name? Denise. But it's not that Denise. It's a different. It's oh. someone else. I was hanging out with a Denise around that time. So. Yeah. <laughs> it was probably a different. Denise. It probably was. She that. was a little older. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This is. I can see where this is going. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, and then that didn't happen. And so I asked actually my buddy John that we know. Oh, John. Well, yeah, yeah, John. Yeah, He's John. Great. Yeah, it was, I was just stoked. But he basically was jet, like just broke as hell at that time and didn't, wasn't going to be able to like pay for the ticket, which was okay. But he wasn't able to like, you know, maybe pay for gas or if we stay at a hotel. So I was just like, nah, John, never mind. Like, here, <laughs> <laughs> you're too broke. <laughs> You're too broke to go. And you might have been working or something. So I ended up actually going with my buddy David that I didn't really know that well. He was a guy that was dating a friend of mine that like I knew growing up, and that's all I knew. And he was not with her anymore, but we just like decided to go. And it was like this crazy odyssey going to this show. <laughs> Basically, like there was a point where we were probably like 80 miles outside really, of LA. Really quickly before yeah. so 
I want to establish whether or not before when they had played the show, had the album come out yet? It had not come out yet, but this the few songs had leaked. Okay, so what did you? I guess yeah, I'm just wondering like what you had heard going into it. It was probably I think this like the week before that there was like four or five songs or like half the album or something that got leaked, mm. and I remember hearing having that and listening okay. to that a lot. And I think the album wasn't coming out until like. I don't know, maybe like a couple weeks later or something like that. Yeah. Like it was coming up to it. Yeah. So you heard about half the album. So that, that is kind of cool. Cause it's not very often you see like, um, like right now blink has a new album coming out. So there's mm-hmm. the hope of like, Oh, they'll play a few new songs. Like that'll be cool. I get to experience yeah. a few new songs live, but it's weird when you go going to see something like this, it's all going to be new, Yeah, you know, or at least half new, you know, like a, it's kind of different than normal. Yeah, it was. And it was interesting. Cause like, I didn't even know this person that well that I'm going to the show with. <laughs> I mean, we had like similar tastes in movies and music and stuff. And I remember just like we yeah, didn't so know. You're, you're on the road in the desert and. Yeah. You know, well, with ba- a stranger. With a stranger. Yeah, basically. As a teenager. Yeah, we. I was probably. Yeah, I was only like 17, 18 or whatever it was. or 18, It might have been 19 by then, but it was around 18. And it's just like, I think it was the first time I actually even drove to California by myself or like, you know, like not with like parents or anything yeah. like that. So it's kind of a big deal. Basically, my tire blows out on my truck on the way there. So uh, are you driving on the freeway? Or? Yeah, on the freeway, basically. So how fast do you think you're going? I mean, it was weird because it was probably like, you know, 70 miles an hour or something like that. And it like went out, but it wasn't like I squerved or anything like that. It was just basically like it slowly Squirt. just squerved. <laughs> it basically just like, just it just basically oh, slowly... <laughs> Like it blew out, but it just all of a sudden just started like hearing weird noises, oh, pulled over shit. the side of the road to the left because we were on that side. Right. And basically try, we had to like, <laughs> I think it was the first time I ever t- changed a tire before. <laughs> and I had to like call someone to like figure out like, how do I get the tire down off the bottom of the truck? Right. We, um, Put up the yeah, because you couldn't Google it. Yeah, couldn't. This is before <laughs> you couldn't do that. Well, I, were you listening since you were on the way to Angels Narrows? Were you listening to the song? Oh, for, the for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. when do you remember what song was playing? No, nah, it might not even been Angels and Airways at the time. Okay. The thing, I, but we did listen to it on the way there, and it was like my buddy was like, "Yeah, okay." He was more like in the hardcore, like screamo kind of thing yeah. at the time, and he was just like, "Whatever," you know, just he's going along for the ride, basically. Yeah, and. We put the car on the jack. The jack sunk into like the sand that we were kind of going because it was like the side of the road. It wasn't like the, and it was kind of muddy from the rain. So we're in the rain in the freeway, and there's cars splashing water on us. We didn't even bring change of clothes really. Like I think I, I brought like one shirt. Oh my god! It was like I brought like a shirt and a couple things, you know, because it was just gonna be one night and back, you know. Yeah. And uh, and he had to like put. We had the, the tire off, but didn't have the tire, um, the car up high enough to put the, the spare on. So we had to put on like the fucking, uh, it was the damn uh, rim with like just like the damn like rubber yeah. just around it, and <laughs> put the car back down and and basically get to the other side of the freeway, and like oh my through God. traffic through like L.A. traffic, and then put the tire on. It changed our clothes in a gas station or the shirt I had and <laughs> it was just freezing cold and made it the show right before he knows never got came on. Holy shit. Like this, like the second basically. So you before. made it though. We made it. Yeah. It had a happy and ending. I, and I bought like, I was just freezing. So I bought like a damn Angels and Airways hoodie at the oh, show. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> and it was a cool hoodie. <laughs> and we actually stayed, like it was so fun actually. We stayed with someone that David, who I went with, didn't even know. He knew from playing Counter-Strike online. Oh, wow. Yeah. We just stayed at his house in Hollywood and it was like cool. We hung out in Hollywood for like the next day. It ended up being like awesome. Wow. But it was like the worst trip going So there. what did you... 
That's that's a really good story. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how was the band? Like, what did you think of the band? I, it's funny because I can barely rem- like remember the show that much, other than just like Tom being really kind of um, inspirational, kind of talking about it. Mm-hmm. People weren't really necessarily like grooving because no one really heard it before, but people right. were excited to see him yeah. and stuff. Um, people probably knew you know, a couple of the songs that were kind of played. And he, I think he even mentioned it. Like, I don't know the one people that are singing along. I know that you stole the album or something like that. Yeah. Like he mentioned that on, on stage. That's funny. And wait, uh, did he, he, he's like, he said it as like a joke. Right? Yeah. as a joke. He, yeah. You know? okay. But basically he was like, like, fuck, get out of here. Like, I can see a lot of you singing right now. You know, the songs that, that the album that hasn't been released, uh, yeah. you know, kind yeah, of thing. That's, yeah, that's funny. So you can tell he was maybe disappointed, but joking about it type yeah. of thing. I, that's fair. Like I, I would be like, yeah, if it, you know, but it, yeah, it was really inspirational, and I think it, the crowd wasn't like just like going crazy because it was just all new shit, you know. Yeah, but it, it, was, it, it sounded good though. You think like uh, it's I, that's the thing is I can can't remember if it sounded like great, you know. Yeah, I, I think it maybe it did. I, it was more of like an adrenaline, you know. Yeah, excitement. So probably I probably thought it was awesome. Yeah. So yeah, and that was that was such, and then a couple weeks later the album came out. Yeah. So <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Yeah. So I don't I don't have any kind of like heroic like <laughs> odyssey story about Angels and Airwaves. I I basically oh, like when I, the album came out uh like I did with albums Time Immemorial. I had my mom drive me to Target <laughs> and, <laughs> and I got it. And I um, probably did too or I might have I might have been driving at that time. So yeah, yeah I, I was so. I think I was 14 or 15. Oh, wow. I was like just on the cusp. Mm-hmm. Um so and, and I remember, uh, like, definitely being my initial reaction was like disappointment. Really? Um, yeah. And the the big reason at the time is 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 like not at all something I feel today. I feel like what I wanted from the album in the past would make it worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So when I heard that Tom was doing these songs and that they were going to be like ten minute songs. And because um, they originally like he talked about it being like they were they're all like 10 minutes and he Greatest said he, album in 20 years or whatever. Right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, but but the angle he said he said it's going to be like Pink Floyd, mm-hmm. um, which it's not at all. Like, I don't know why he said it's like Pink Floyd. There's I don't just know. Maybe because they're just long. I don't know. Just intros and stuff. Maybe I, I get maybe. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> we um maybe just like using weird instruments and stuff. Like uh, for one thing, we're going to talk about on this, like other than just the album, uh, we watched the start the machine documentary too. Mm-hmm. And we watched on there. They, you know, did weird shit with like, metal in boxes and shook yeah. them around and stuff so that maybe that's why i was thinking when you was saying pink floyd yeah like and maybe he was saying this stuff before he even or... recorded anything you know yeah he might have been yeah yeah um well anyway, anyway the all this is to say that what i wanted out of it at the time was like oh what a more guitar solos and like <laughs> time signature changes and stuff and now like no that's not i don't think that's a problem with this album mm-hmm. um i don't think it would benefit with by a bunch of guitar solos or anything so mm-hmm. um anyway so I got over that and I ended up like liking it a lot. Yeah. Um, I, I remember feeling, and I still feel at the time that Tom's voice just like isn't suited for this kind of music. Mm. And that really stood out to me. And, and I think prevented me from getting into this, uh, as a teenager, like with the right age for, you know, prime age for this kind of stuff. Um, it prevented me from getting into it as much as I did with even Boxcar, mm-hmm. which like I didn't, I, I loved as a kid, not as much as blink, but it was like, Oh, this is like, 
next best thing to blink. Mm-hmm. And I felt like this was, for me was like a big step down from that. Hmm. Um, I don't know. So what did what did you after you had your heroic like <laughs> journey? I how did you sort of feel about the album in the moment after you had a month or two to? I did really enjoy the hell out of it. I think. Um, I think I wasn't necessarily like this is the greatest thing ever kind of thing, but I did remember liking it a lot, and it was like the closest thing with Blink that we had, you know. And, yeah. And uh, and I think it was cool. Like I remember like having fun playing, doing delay, and playing the riffs on my guitar and stuff. And yeah. Um, and yeah, and I do remember enjoying it. And I think it, I, I would think it maybe even got me into being more into like new wave synthy type music or something in in a, in a way. Uh, maybe not, but it's, I don't know. It's pretty cool. Like, I mean, I, and I still enjoy it. I don't think it's necessarily, I don't love every song. Like maybe I did before. Cause I did listen to it a lot and I had it in the car. Um, yeah, it yeah. probably stood in the, in my CD player in the car for a year or something. You really? Know? Like it was, I, I listened to it a lot. Wow. Yeah. I really, I, I, yeah, I, um, I don't think I ever like there, when it first came out, I listened to it, and it it ended up being an album that because it was like associated with Blink, it was sort of on my back burner for a long time. Mm-hmm. But um, I never really went through a, a that big of like an intense like the way I did with other Blink albums or Boxcar, where it's like this summer was just this album kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, I I think I did. Like it's it's kind of hard because it's one of those things where. Uh, I think at that time I was just consuming so much music, I think as well. Right. So it's like hard for me to like, think of like, what was it that was really just captured my imagination with it. And, um, and it's one of those things is I don't necessarily think it was like the lyrics. Maybe it was just like the kind of epicness of it. Like I was a big well, fan you know, of like it, it, I don't know. The music kind of has like a vibe that you would see, you know, movies like a movie, uh, trailer or something yeah. or like really epic kind of feel and, and i think that's the stuff i really you know took from the album is like picturing the movie trailer in my head with a song or something like that you know yeah totally so maybe that's why i liked it and it, it like the songs in this album i think have very clear arcs mm-hmm. that are kind of similar which is like uh i think a, a cool thing in isolation but becomes one of the album's problems yeah i that, think it kind of it doesn't makes it so it doesn't really hold up i think yeah it doesn't hold up i don't i don't think to um I don't think it's good for listening all at once. Mm. Um, I think it's bet this album's better song by song. I was thinking, I was recently listening to it and I was thinking about, like you just said, like maybe like you thought it said it'd be Pink Floyd and stuff. And I was thinking about, you know, you're right. The album has like these, like every song has basically, um, the same kind of arc, you know, yeah. type of thing. And I was thinking about it. I'm like, what if he would have done it? So like the album has more of this arc kind of yeah. thing. And it doesn't really, those are the that. kind of things I was like, sort of like hoping it did. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I still wish, I don't know if that would, I don't know. Maybe it'd be a good idea. That, that sounds cool. Well, like I was listening, like for instance, um, uh, and we can get into the songs if we want, but like the Valkyrie Missile has this really kind of cool kind of build up sort of thing to it. Yeah. And it builds up into one of the best moments of the album, maybe the best moment in the album. Yeah, the and then it's over. It. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. And then I'm almost like, what if that part of the song was the beginning Became of the, the next, next song? One? Yeah. And well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I thought that I honestly thought it was going to be something like that. Yeah. I, I thought think this so was going to be something where the songs flowed uh-huh. and it was just like, like, okay, we get this another cool riff. This is dope. This is over. <laughs> yeah. It happened. Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of, it's almost, yeah, it's basically like you're about to come and it's over. You know? <laughs> well, I, I, so one theory I have that you might, one of the reasons why this album might've connected with you, is it sounds like you were in a pretty dark place at the time. 
and maybe trying to feel better. Maybe you latched on this trying to feel better. And um, I think Tom was in a similar place when he wrote this album. Mm -hmm. I think that, uh, I think, so maybe this would be a good time to talk. So watching the Secret Machine, or Start the Machine documentary. Yes, Secret Machine. Machine, um, It's really obvious, like, how bummed Tom was and how down he, like, he was anxious and, like, Mm -hmm. so nervous. And um, this is something, so I watched it afterwards um, with just the commentary. So Ryan hasn't seen this, but I have. And they talk about that, that like, like God, I like, I was just so, you like, I didn't know what I was going to do with my life, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and something that was interesting is he, from the very beginning, this was him and Dave. Like, he said that he started... David um, Kennedy. Yeah, David Kennedy, the uh, guitarist. And this is, so something that, that this might come up, Um, I... This recent, you know, uh, research we've done, <laughs> um, I think David Kennedy has a bigger role in this band than I ever really thought. Yeah, when you're talking about it, I think you're. Right. I mean, that's. I always thought like, oh god, David Kennedy, like, I could be playing up there if it was me, you know, right. just like this. Yeah, those one and, and I don't think, playing, and I don't it. think David Kennedy is there to uh, play instruments or anything. Uh, really, I think he's there to just be like a sort of songwriting partner. And, well, and like they you say, said, yeah, sorry. Well, on. you said that they were like listening to the commentary that it sounds like they, and they've talked about it, but like you can hear it in the commentary that they are and have been really good friends for a while. Yeah. And I think that's almost like, as far as like, you know, since he, elementary school. Yeah. And, and Tom was with blink for so long, you know, and, and it finally ended, it broke up. It's almost like going back to like, this uh, you're constant almost, you know, kind of I think thing. that's exactly what, what, what this guy is to Tom. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, um, I feel like it has the vibe to me that like Dave's like the guy he knew in as a kid who also ended up going into the same scene. He did, he didn't break it big like Tom did, um, at least in the same way, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, and he ended up being like this friend that Tom had this really close friend that Tom had, like from before he was famous, you know, mm-hmm. and just like someone that it seems at least, as far as um, this band went, and especially this album, he was used as like a confidant, like the guy. They they even say like expressing the commentary, like the, uh, there's one scene in the movie. Remember where Dave is like actively giving Tom shit? Yeah, which yeah, I've yeah. like never He's giving him shit for saying like that the album's gonna be the greatest album, and God well, wrote this album. There's that, shit. but there's also there's a part where like Tom is recording a guitar thing, and Dave just like comes in is like that sounds awful. <laughs> like you need to like change it. And yeah, stuff. Yeah, 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 and they're like in the commentary they say like. Tom's like, or Tom or Dave says like, the reason like I'm like here is basically I'm the only one who can like say this to Tom because mm-hmm. like he's not gonna, um, which is something like he admits like he's just like a very self conscious person like mm-hmm. you know has a lot of doubts and a lot of anxiety and he, he feels really comfortable like David Kennedy is a good person to have for him because he can he's someone who can say no that's not gonna like destroy his soul if he says this yeah. is bad yeah um, which I I I didn't I think that's the role of David Kennedy and. Um, what's really interesting is in that commentary, they say that they always talk about like when we were writing these songs in reference to Tom and Dave mm. and they said like, Oh yeah. Like, uh, we, they basically said they had been writing songs for a few months before they brought anyone else. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Dave had too much of an active role. I imagine it is like Tom and Dave sitting on the couch, Tom playing stuff and Dave like, Oh, what if we did something like that? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, like, like oh, that was good. And then what if it changed? Yeah. Or like, or Oh, something. what if we did like a little like YouTube or, you know, or whatever, you mm-hmm. know, like that, that's, so that's sort of, I think the dynamic that was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. What, what did you no, think? It sounds like it. Like he's definitely the one that looks like he's there the most in the documentary. 
Yeah, and I, I just think that's that was interesting to me because I always saw it, it was sort of like just the you know the Tom show, and um, maybe Dave would pop by and just like do whatever. Yeah, 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 I knew yeah, they were yeah. friends and stuff, but I, I, it was interesting how close they were and how involved in an maybe more of a producer way than anything else Dave well, was. It's kind of like an album. Um, it, I mean, that to relate things to the Beatles, but it's like Mark Hoppus <laughs> and Tom DeLong, they're two larger than life characters. Yeah. Uh, and you know, having like almost like this tug of war struggle writes good music in a way, you yeah. know, like, yeah. And, um, and I think with David Kennedy, probably, I mean, he has like that little bit of a, someone to bounce back ideas or tell him it's not right. good, but it's not necessarily somebody that's like going to fight you for it. You right. Know, it. Well, you and know, I also, it's, th- it's I don't think, comfortable. And I also don't think Dave is like quite the hurricane force of his own ideas that Tom is, mm-hmm. you know, I think, I think Dave's role is more to, which is a great, I, I think it's more the producer role than the, the co-songwriter role. Mm-hmm. I guess like he's, he's honing Tom's ideas and sort of like providing good input, mm-hmm. but he's not there to provide as much like Illin, I think is like, uh, opposing songwriter to Tom. And I think that's why the dream rocker was good. Cause mm-hmm. Dylan brought a lot of cool ideas. Yeah. Um, that worked well with Tom's ideas. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. but anyway, so, uh, so what, what did you think? Like since to back up a little bit, since this was like the first time you saw the documentary, what did you, th- what did you think about it? What were your thoughts walking out? I mean, walking out of the theater <laughs> walking out. of my apartment. Yeah. Well, well I never watched start the machine. I don't know why I just missed it for some reason. Yeah. It's like, crazy to me. That you, so I, I saw it and I wasn't well, even, it might've been that like after, cause it came out around I empire came yeah, out. Right. It did. And by the time that I empire came out, I wasn't as into that album, mm-hmm. you know? And I kind of like, I think plus 44 had come out and yeah. I, I became team Mark. I think yeah. it was just like, <laughs> yeah. I was just like, um, like and Tom at that point has been kind of, I'd been kind of weird, you know? And, yeah. and, and I got older, I was getting to closer to my being 20, you know? And it was probably more of just like this. Uh, I almost, I don't know. I wasn't putting it off. I just missed it and didn't buy it, you know, when it came out yeah. and just didn't really have the chance to watch it. I didn't really right. know you to like, just like put, oh, let's put this on and watch it. There's no one else that was <laughs> I've had this there. the entire time you've done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. But like, it's just, we never had the chance, I guess. But yeah. It, it was, I don't know. Like <laughs> it was interesting as hell. Like it was cause yeah. I almost wish there was more, but it is pretty open. Like there's a lot of talk. Uh, there's a whole sex freaking special features of just Tom yeah. talking about like blink, blink and why he, and it's kind of really candid. It's just raw footage. Yeah. And it's like, there's moments where he's definitely willing to paint it. Like he does not come across very well in parts of this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He really just gets really almost like it's, it, it, it's a guy who's almost trying to just like say what he thinks and, and just like things weren't working out and I wanted to do this and these guys didn't want to do that. And, yeah. And it's just, it's so apparent how like anxious he is about the whole thing and how like, he 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 cares very like a lot about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Like I, it was crazy to see, especially like if you haven't seen it. And I haven't even seen it online before, but there's like a whole maybe ten minute, fifteen minute little special feature of just Tom talking about this blink, and he's in the car and just kind of opening up. No, about well, this. I thought I think the the part where he's in the car is in the movie. The special feature is one that's just like him facing the camera and like oh, the that's studio. Right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. The, that's the part where he's talking in the car and it's like zooming up and his face really close. That's that's in the movie, and the, mm. that is 
I mean, it's it's basically the same thing that they're both kind of the same thing, but the one in the studio, he just kind of talks yeah. about more stuff. But well, and then I was kind of surprised that it took so late for them to get into Tom uh, saying that he's like was been addicted to painkillers basically for so long. Like, right. It was almost like at the end of the movie, and it was actually kind of long, like the documentary. Yeah. And um, and he talked about just like what they did, and and it was interesting to see just like how uh, the Matt Sin Orion Sin guy was like not part of it really right. except for one little part and then they had matt the new bassist like pop up for one second yeah. i hi. couldn't believe that. that was my favorite part of the movie yeah <laughs> he just shows up to say hi yeah <laughs> and that's it he goes away yeah and it was interesting i mean you could see like tom was kept talking about like oh, i want to make music with computers make music with computers and stuff and mm-hmm. i think it was just the idea that he, it wasn't necessarily they wanted to do that he just wanted to make music by himself you know right and well, now he has the access to be able to so do speaking that. of by himself something that uh, watching this again, you know, maybe this is the perspective of an adult. I don't know, but um, I never really realized how this is. This is a bedroom album, mm-hmm. you know. This is there was a, this wasn't recorded in a studio. This is recorded in Tom's guest bedroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's kind of crazy, was, you know. Yeah. Thinking about that, like this is just recorded in the bed. Like, <laughs> Which it kind of, I can see that. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's really impressive, you know, for the sound they were able to get. Well, you mentioned that you, after watching it like a second time in a week, that the commentary, the, yeah, the, the whole the band doesn't um, the band jam ne- together. Yeah. You never see a scene in this movie uh, that is the this documentary is about the making of this album. You, I think it's really telling. You never see. Uh, an image of the band jamming together and writing a song. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was really apparent to me. So I said earlier that I always thought Angels and Arabs was the Tom show and I didn't realize how much David Kennedy was involved. And I, I guess that's true. Like I didn't know how much David Kennedy was involved, but at the same time in, in other ways, I feel like this is more the Tom show than I knew before. Mm-hmm. Um, this is clearly like all of these songs are songs that, you know, he working with Dave, just planned out himself in a studio, like over, like, Oh, I'll do this guitar track. That sounds cool. Like I'll overlay this. Um, I'll do like a drum machine. And I really think that Adam wasn't really given free reign to just play drums on these songs. I think he was just having to match. Well, the, yeah, the songs the, were already made. It sounds like. Almost. Yeah. And I think he was sent there to match the drum track. Cause you see, the reason I think that is when you hear the songs, when they're recording them in their earlier stages, the drum tracks sound almost exactly what Adam is doing. Mm-hmm. And, um, just electronic. Yeah, and I think that really suffers. And I, so I think one of the hugest problems with this album is that the drumming is just awful. Like this is like There's drums, a couple of good parts. I am but... not like a drummer, and I could play most of this. Yeah, I just hate that. That that that. I mean, you basically have with this album is you have like you put Meg White in a prog band. You know, like Meg White's great and the White Stripes, but this is and so anyway. So I always thought like, oh God, is Adam just like an awful drummer? But I don't think he is. I think it's just. I, I think he was sort of restricted into to what he could. Yeah, you can't. Play. I mean, it, the, the song and the bass are already like made. It's like I mean, I know, I know it. that they like he Tom like says he was trying to go for this epic thing, and I get it. I get what he's trying to do, like just thunderous, like bam, bam. But but it it just doesn't work, and it ends up with just every song having the same, just like duh, 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 yeah. duh, duh. And it's kind of like. I, the I, most basic beat. for this type of music i like you know think of like some maybe like a new order or something like that would it, it'd be more interesting to have just like energetic like there's, there's like barely really... any hi-hat on this album no. and it needs it yeah it needs it's it. a lot of with more drums and i think that's one of 
it's probably part of his vision of just having, you or know, just like an explosion like in the, the sky, like, like just rocking out all the time, kind of thing. You yeah. Know? And he's when Adam rocking. does, to give Adam credit, uh, I think the, you know, like the the fills in this album are pretty fun, and like yeah. there's definitely some f- fun drumming moments on like, it. Like I love the beginning of "Do It For Me Now" is really cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. So, uh, like that actually, it's like the only time you can, like the drums are just like full force. I feel like almost yeah. it's just that. So, so another person who was involved in the recording of this album that didn't have a whole lot of control was Ryan Sin. Mm-hmm. Um, this, I, I think this is probably a good time to get into yeah. some, re- some Batman-esque research <laughs> I did. You called it Batman-esque. Uh, I really wanted to figure out what happened with Ryan Sin. Mm-hmm. And he was the bassist, if you. Yeah. So he's the bassist. And, um, I, did some some digging. Uh, if it turns out, so I'm just gonna present like the facts as I read them, <laughs> and maybe I'll let the viewer decide, or maybe let you decide. I'll, uh, why don't I, t- I tell you and sort of right. you, you tell me what you think? Listener said viewer, listener, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh, I was able to find a few message board forums mm-hmm. that were like the official AVA or unofficial, but like the main mm-hmm. AVA thing, and there were some posters on there whose you know, the every it seemed like every couple of years, the topic of like, why did Ryan Sin like what what happened there? And um, it would come up and people would say a bunch of various things. But then there'd always be like a couple of people who are like, uh, oh, like blah, blah, blah. Talk to Ryan Sin. Um, the, it, he was legally gagged from saying anything. Mm. Um, but what basically what happened is Ryan, one, joined the band mostly because uh, and this is like really like this isn't really like funny. This is like sad actually. But mm-hmm. that he joined the band mostly because his wife had cancer or, or something, some kind of severe illness that was expensive to treat, mm-hmm. and that was sort of the main motivation. Um, not in a bad way, just that like that was like that was mostly what he why he was excited about it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and that while he was in it, he was the most fan friendly member. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, they had like. The, this army of angels, the fan club mm-hmm. before mod life. And it was like shit and everyone hated it. And none of the band members participated in it except for Ryan. Wow. And he was always on it and like, um, would talk about like, I don't know if this is something he told that this, these posters were saying he told them or told the people they knew, or he said it on the forum, but he would say like, I'm kind of like upset. No one else seems to like give a shit about this. And like, I feel like we're ripping you off of like $30 a month. Mm-hmm or whatever, you know? And, um, so he organized this thing to like get ideas to improve the service. Mm -hmm. And he, it was like sort of user suggestions and everything. Um, and none of those ideas were implemented. He was kicked out. And then a little bit later is when mod life started. Mm -hmm. Um, and mod life was basically army of angels, but with most of the changes that Ryanson was trying to um, so there's that, and then there's also people, the same people who've, who've said, like, and this is a lot of different people, it's not just one or two, have said that uh, he, all of his bass parts were re-recorded by Tom, and that basically, like, he came in as like, all right, let's write my bass, but like, let's, let's get, and it was just like, oh, no, you're just playing the bass part I did, and he... He, you know, which is fine. Like that, that is like, I'm not opposed. Like if Tom wants to do that, I, I think that's totally fine. But, mm-hmm. but apparently Ryan just didn't want to do that. And mm-hmm. that was, um, that was like friction. And, um, anyway, so that, that seems to be why he was kicked out is he just like, didn't like the idea that his bass parts were being written for him. He felt like the band didn't really care, um, about it. Mm-hmm. And, um, 
So, and then the only, and then the only other thing I saw is that some people, uh, as evidence of this, you know, like the people who didn't know him, but just people reading about it as evidence that like maybe something was fishy around the time of I empire, um, ryansin.com which Ryan Sin owned, like that was his web. He mm-hmm. he had like a whole website. He changed it to just his face with duct tape over his mouth oh, and wow. the word empire. Wow. So I feel like that kind of gives a lot of credence to it. <laughs> and he also, he wrote a letter um, that basically said, uh, like, I can't talk about what happened, but like suffice it to say, like, um, like I thought I was joining a band and it's not a band. And, um, Wow. He subsequently, like, uh, Tom, like, I don't know what happened, but shortly after that, he sold a whole bunch of, not like a whole bunch, but like a few guitars that Tom had given him and signed. Uh-huh. And um, so, and then the last piece of this puzzle is that I saw a couple posters who said, like, oh, yeah, like, I'm actually, like, acquaintances with Ryan Sin, and, like, he doesn't really talk about it much. Um, he's actually... They say he's legally not allowed to even acknowledge he was a part of it ever, really? which is why it's not listed on his like official discography and stuff. Um, and that he like just hates Tom, like wow. absolutely hates him. So, so that's all the fact or not the facts. Like, <laughs> I don't know how much of this is true. How much is not true. I mean, a few of those things are true. Like the website thing that is what it, you know, mm-hmm. it was that, um, you know, but a lot of this is just what people are saying, but I feel like, um, I don't know. It it seems to fit in place to me. So what are your what are your reactions? I mean, yeah. I mean, I just it was just kind of. I remember just the guy was gone, and there was a new guy at one point and stuff. But that is really damn interesting and crazy. And when he says like it wasn't a band, uh, you know, it's not a band. Like, what do you think that means? I mean, is it just that it's just one guy and he just you know we're all just that's uh, what I think cronies, so. or is it something else like? Just, what, just a money making scheme or something like. Or oh, you think even Tom doesn't even care about the <laughs> music? That is something that like was interesting to me. As um, I don't know if it was that crass, but I don't think watching this and and li- listening to the interviews Tom's given around this time and even like now, I don't know if he really like likes this kind of music that much. I he doesn't really like. He says like I want something to sound big and like you too. And I don't think like he's like, oh, yeah, like because you in and, and I don't remember it was the commentary for in the actual movie. He says like, well, punk was like great. And I love punk. But you too is like from my childhood. And like in sixth grade, I used to listen to The Cure. And I, I just thinking like most of the music I listened to in sixth grade, I don't like it's not good. Like mm-hmm. I just don't like it now. Um, Blink is the exception, obviously. <laughs> uh, but I. I and I hear him all the time say like, oh yeah, I want to sound like the Joshua tree, but he doesn't seem to like, I don't think he really knows the YouTube discography that well. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like he doesn't come across to me as like, he really is a big fan of this music he's trying to make. Like all it's we, more like it's, a vibe. I think he wants to go for and yeah, he wants I don't the whole place to sing along and he wants to, I don't know if that's a vibe he wants to go for just because he think it's going to, it's going to sell well because that was definitely a cons- like it, it's very, you know, whether or not his intention was to write good music, like it comes across in this movie that he's trying to make something that's going to sell well and be mm-hmm. successful. Like that there's even a, a very like um, one of more, the more interesting parts of the movie. I think it's like a very like corporate conversation with him and, and David mm-hmm. and they're like, well, we need to make sure this is like relevant. Do you remember that? I don't, I don't think so. No, they're like, Oh yeah. Like, well we have to do this cause it needs to be relevant to right now. And Tom's I like, I think with like bombs and stuff. I don't remember what it was. Like, I know like, uh, 
like American Idiot came out like the year before that. Whatever, yeah, and that was like it might have been, it might it might have been, but he was like, um, the point is, he was like, oh, we gotta do this because it's gonna be relevant. And then Tom like freaks out because he's like realizing like, oh shit, like with Blink, everything was given to be relevant. Like now I don't know what's gonna be like relevant. Like I have to like figure it out and stuff. Hmm. I'm just blowing it. And this is the other thing. It's not that. It's like you want you want so hard to be back where you were and be relevant and immediately like before you used to be able to like you had this band and whatever you guys want to do you can do it right then because it meant something because you had records and you had the band and you had the phone and everything and now i'm a fucking kid screaming trying to figure out like how do i get it how i want my candy i, I want to be relevant and these guys are doing it relevant. my ideas first relevant that's, like, that's another word besides that that sounds like relevant doesn't sound good right now all i know yeah. is that i am absolutely I mean. out of my mind i don't know like how much of it was just like I'm trying to write music that's going to be like as successful as music gets or if it, if it, if, well, you know. it did like it definitely. And I think especially on I empire, um, he's trying to make songs that just like people get pumped about and be singing along to the O's, you know, yeah. during it and stuff like that's like almost the intention almost. Well, whether like or not he was crowd pumped up and, uh, him just, Wanting to not play guitar and sing and dance around yeah. is like, you know, one of the weird parts about it too. And it's yeah. just like he wants to feed off this like energy. And the thing is, is like, so what did you th- what did you think of the uh, live shots or the live? Uh, this, so in this movie, there's a couple songs that are done live. I think they definitely they seem really produced. Like well, there's uh, post produced, obviously post. I mean, it's 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 certain. Like there's obvious auto tune in it. Yeah, I don't know. If, well, that might have been pre. Like I I know sometimes he did sing with auto tune. Either way, it, it seemed is like it was fixed. after the fact. Yeah. For some reason, because it just didn't seem. Yeah, it seemed like kind of I don't know, like loud. I don't know. Just had a weird tone to it. Yeah, and they. I remember seeing them like later. Like I remember seeing them with Taking Back Sunday one time. Um. And I saw them with Weezer another time too, and it was never. Like, I saw them with Taking Back Sunday as yeah. well. It was never like insanely. I never really was wowed. I think by it. No, too much. it was more like cool to hear him play like I don't know, Down or something like you know, an old song or something like that. Just like an old Blink song was exciting and yeah. I thought that closing with the war was always good. Like I, yeah. I think in live videos that song sounds of Pretty that good. time sounds good, and I like the way they just kind of like jammed out at the end to close it. Mm-hmm. I remember when I saw him live, I thought it was really fun. That was like the definitely yeah. the highlight for me. Yeah. I think I saw him three or four times the whole time that they were doing Li- So listening to the commentary was pretty funny because they're clearly everyone, but Tom was just so stoked that they were on a stage live and, and playing in front of yeah. that many people. Uh, I was telling you before the show, Dave, I came out of this like loving David Kennedy. <laughs> I think David Kennedy is amazing. And uh, he was just like, oh, yeah, I'm fucking slashing those chords. Like <laughs> He was like just so stoked with the way he's like strumming out like mm-hmm. the power chords. Uh, like his, uh, he's just having a fun time. And I think that's um, something I came away really feeling from this video is it seems to me like this is Tom getting a few people he knew from his scene. Mm-hmm. Like it, it seems like Tom was in a band, you know, in this scene, it, his band blew up and went off, did its own thing. Now he came back to like home and he's like, all right, who else was in this scene with me? It mm-hmm. didn't, you know, it didn't blow up. I can kind of like, you know, got some of those people who were like, you know, some, some good people, you know, he thought he'd, and then he told everyone, this is what we're going to do. Yeah. He's just like, this is what we're going to do. And the rest of those people were just like, well, I'm 30 and I've been in like this like little scene me in my whole life. I'm like, I probably have like a side job or whatever. I don't know. But I, I imagine they're just like, 
holy shit, Tom from Tom came back and he wants me to be in his next band. Yeah. Like, yeah. And yeah. and genuinely so. I would be too. Like, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. I don't give a shit what it is. Like, I'm <laughs> like, I'm gonna make so much money and like it's gonna be fun. Yeah, as it's hell. gonna be fun, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I'm you know, like I I don't mean Tom it. and Mark and them look like they had some fun. Yeah. Yeah. And when I say like they're probably still gonna make so much money, I don't mean that as an insult. Like I, I would do the they're same thing. They're gonna do what they like for a bunch yeah, of money. They're gonna do what they like for a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And they're just like Whatever, like if Tom wants to have complete control, that's fine. He's a fucking better songer than I am. Yeah. You know, he's bling weed too. I don't give a shit. You know, <laughs> I'm gonna play the drums. Like he, he, you know, like I'll do my little stank on the fill or whatever. And like, uh, yeah. So that's that's what I think this the dynamic of this band is. Which um, and I, I can see that excitement wearing off quickly though. Yeah, and I think that's why some people started to to leave. But yeah. but you know, at the same time, I think Tom's uh, they're. I mean, I, his head's not focused right on that, just on the band. But part. I think you'll like. I think even we, who I feel like we're we've been kind of hard on Tom, yeah, would acknowledge there's a part of Tom that's like really there's something there that is very likable, and I think that's why you have like the David Kennedys who probably are always going to stick around, mm-hmm. and their personalities I think just mesh well together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Adam was a good fit for that, and it's I I think Ryan probably wasn't wasn't yeah yeah, and and you know he might have been the other way. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so he's more just like, oh, I want to be able to do something. You Ryan might have been like uh, an Illin, you know, I think if Illin was in this band at the time, if he had joined in 2006, <laughs> he was probably like yeah, aside from being 13, or so, or, no, he was 17, oh, like geez. when he like, yeah, uh, <laughs> he's probably like, he's, he's like younger than me, I think. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah. So if he were in it this time, I don't, th- I, he probably would have been the Ryan sin, you know, cause mm-hmm. he would have been throwing his ideas that were probably great. You know, who knows? Yeah. Well, who knows? Maybe they weren't, I don't know, but anyway, he would have been throwing them out and he was, <laughs> there's no bass. Real, there's no bass solo at all on this album. You know, there's, there's, not, there's a part on like good day. I think it's like, doom, 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 doom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The bass isn't. Oh, and Valkyrie missile. This is the first oh, okay. thing you hear yeah, is the yeah, bass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that's it. Like it's just, it's, it's really just like that type of music. The bass isn't really necessary. It's just the I driving rem- force on that. I remember that thinking at the time, like that was a weird stab at Mark that the first thing you hear on the album is a bass. <laughs> like, look, I don't need you. I can write a dope bass line. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it was. I don't know if I think that now, but I just remember I thought that at the time. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't think that was the case. So um, we've talked about the movie a lot. Is there anything like, should we get get into like the? I don't know if you haven't seen it. It's definitely interesting, and I I'm just surprised I hadn't seen it before any of that stuff because it was really just, um, there was that dude Critter that was like his engineer that looked like he was a big part of putting that music together. And yeah, I think I'll be honest. I've listened to the album a lot this week, and I think it still sounds pretty good. Like I think I, it sounds uh like the the production quality of it, which I mean he was the engineer, but obviously it sounds like he had a bigger role than a lot of engineers typically play. Mm-hmm. Um, sounds like he had more of the role of a producer, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, you know, Tom, I just don't think one good producer credits. Uh, but it's great. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's not Jerry Finn. I put it in Feldman category. It's not <laughs> well, Jerry Finn, but it's song... like the, it sounds like the next best thing so far. Yeah, yeah. There's only like one song I think that's just like, ugh. like where. What song do you think is uh, not well produced? Um, I or think it might be. Bad? And it's maybe part of the parts of the song, but I think disintegration is uh, not disintegration. Disintegration, <laughs> distraction, oh. is one of the worst ones. I think, I think th- so. And maybe Why, okay, let's just get into this right yeah, now. Yeah, let's just get in the album. Well, right. yeah, okay. So, but but specifically, there's one thing I I said I beforehand. You were asking me like, oh, should I prepare anything? And I was like, let me know like your 
least favorite song and your favorite song. Mm -hmm. Um, my least favorite song with a bullet is distraction. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that song, the production, I agree with you is not great. I think it's that ding, 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 which I like that riff, but there's like something missing. Well, in that song. one thing I noticed, like really listening, you know, trying to pay attention to this, that that guitar is barely distorted. Mm -hmm. And I think the way that that's being played, you need that to just be like a, it should sound like the war. It should be like yeah. just distorted. It's like he's playing a, a heavy, slow power chord riff. And that's not exciting unless there's a lot of distortion. Yeah, there's something missing in that whole that that, that whole song to me is um it's the worst impulses of this album in in one. Uh, so and we'll yeah, so the first thing is lack of attention to a chorus. Like the the, the uh, there's no vocal melody in the chorus and I, I think it's really apparent in this album um uh, watching the movie that Tom was primarily concerned with the music and the vocals were an afterthought. Mm -hmm. And I think that really shows like there's not a lot of good melodies and well, there's, and the, I think there's some, there's some good ones. And I, and I think you were talking about like, which, what thing we prepared was what songs do we think might've been blink songs right. at one point. And I think you could tell because they'd have really good melodies and stuff. Exactly. Well, and, that brings me to my favorite song. Uh, do it for me now. Yeah. I think that, yeah. I think that was a blink song. Yeah. Uh, I think so too. At least the chorus. Cause that it's noticeably, I mean, compare distraction. You got like, I'll be your. It's like do do do. And it's funny about that do, song do, is I don't do. mind the idea, like the idea behind the song, like, lyrical wise. I think is cool. Like it's just like an interesting yeah. idea. Like oh, there's just war going on, blah blah blah. But I'm gonna be. It's like a love song. I'm yeah, type of thing. love song amidst war. Classic. It, yeah, yeah. Uh, but <laughs> but uh, it just doesn't work. No, it's just. And the, the thing is, I kind of liked the the sound of his. Oh, like I kind of like. Think it's kind of could you know what epic. it sounds like? It, could it be sounds epic. like the backing vocals for another chorus that should be on top of it. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like there should be like something going at like and then the background like oh be your yeah that, that'd be good yeah you know um, it's missing something. well so compare it for do it for me now mm -hmm. it's like I don't know you know yeah uh, there's there's it's fucking like. There's like, like the, parts even, to it. Yeah, like there's <laughs> different parts going on. Like cease to the hall and from under the door. And it just like goes like this thing. And I'll give it, I'll give it, I'll give, give it, it, I'll give it. It's, and so it and, sounds, so the that song was originally, uh, I'm going to add fuel to your fire that it was a Blink song. <laughs> it was written, the, the 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 synth part of it was written as a Talib Kweli beat that Tom like, he was like, hey, you should, do I don't know why he did it. Um, I don't know if he asked him to do it or if he just did it on his own. But for whatever reason, Talib Kweli declined it. Um, so he kept it and used it for the song. But I know that was just the synth beat. Mm. And so that, but that shows that it was written before AVA. Yeah. <laughs> and also there's a lot of scenes in this movie of the songwriting process. And they show a lot of, a lot of the songs being written from beginning to end. And they never show this song, mm. like barely ever. And I, wow. I think it was pretty much, which I, you know, not that I think it's, I think, I think this is probably a song Tom wrote for Blink, you know, I'm or, not saying. Or, or before, you know, yeah. or something. So, well, real quickly, do you think it was like, that's obvious, like everyone knows he took the Blink ideas for this. Do you think that was bad or do you think that was okay? No, I think it's okay. I think it's okay too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally, I, I feel like, and Mark didn't seem like he was upset about it either. No, I mean, I don't think Mark, I mean, they, they, I think they wrote a lot of songs separate though too. You yeah. Know, I think they did. Yeah. And but, yeah, but that, this, this does have that hip hop. That would have been a really good Blink song. It does because it has that hip hop stank on it that Travis would have like, Killed I, it. that's what, listening to this, I was thinking like, God, with Travis on this song, it'd be so 
dope. Or maybe, and I'm sure to give Adam credit again, I'm sure it would have been better if Adam was just given free reign to do whatever he wanted mm-hmm. to. You know? I mean, there's that cool intro with the drums, which actually has like an interesting spark to it. But that there's that's because there's nothing else going on, you know. Yeah. And yeah, that is a good song. Even listening to it more now, like it's just like all the way through. And yeah, it does have different. It's one. Parts. It's one I didn't like a whole lot, but I think so too. Like growing now, up, now I like it. it I think it, that that one held up. Quite the lyrics a bit. are good. They're like a coherent thing. It's like this. It's it's uh, a a really. I I really like the lyrics actually. Like it's this kind of cool thing about like I'm in love with you, and I know this relationship's over, and I know there's like for whatever reason, like there's heartache between us, but I still want to be with you. Like mm-hmm. that's a, that's a classic, you know, cheesy song yeah. lyrics. It's great. It's love it. I let, you yeah, know, it's good. Um, I, I think he could tone it down a little bit on the delayed guitar, but I don't know. Like it's, it's solid. Like, I don't, you're right. It has different parts to it and it's coherent. And also like, it's yeah. What's the, what's the course? Like, I don't know if let me do it. If you kiss me here. On oh, my so, and hand. then, then at the fucking end when it's like, Hold on, hold on to me. And then there's that low vocal part hold that you never hear in the rest me. of the album. Yeah. Hold on to <laughs> That's a fucking Mark Lamb. Yeah. Like, I, that's what I think, anyway. I think that that if you go listen to the like that is a, yeah that, that song is good. It's it's I think it's the most from a songwriting perspective. Um, so I think a problem with this album is that he thinks of it. He, he sort of approached this in terms of cool moments rather than cool songs. Mm. And I think "Do It for Me Now" is a good song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because that's something I think this album has. There's tons of cool like in isolation cool moments. The intro to about. Uh, um, Valkyrie the, Missile. Well, the I was gonna say the intro to the adventure, but yeah, the intro to Valkyrie Missile, the outro to Valkyrie Missile, um, the the chorus of the war I think is a, is super good. Um, like I always liked the chorus of uh, I was just listening to a little's enough, and I thought that was a good chorus, but the rest of the song is like a drag. I feel like yeah, when Sorry, you have to sad. say it, but you noticed just that uh, smile's gone. I noticed it. So a little is enough. A little is enough is I think do it for me. Is, me now is the strongest blink thing, but I think there were some, I definitely got some blink vibes from a little's enough. It's almost like those song, like those ones like do it for me now, little's enough where like the song is in the lyric kind of thing. It's almost like maybe lyrics he had written like melodies mm, and lyrics he had yeah. written for already. And some of them like a little's enough, for example, I think like the, the vocal, the verses on that are just like something he put together after the fact, yeah. In the well, chorus, well, do you want to do you want to talk about like his lyric writing process? Um, like what do you mean? Well, he he talked about in this uh, in the movie, okay, yeah, like yeah. how he approached writing the lyrics, which is I think how he still does. Um, which is basically he writes the music and then does vowel stuff and sort of gets like what what's gonna sound like have like a good sounding you know vowels consonants um, syllables and then writes lyrics to sort of fit those. Which is like interesting, you know, but um, I think he got a little sloppy with it, this mm. album. And I think I think that's why Tom started doing all these like, whoa, oh, oh, is out of nowhere? Mm. Because if you just couldn't think of lyrics, I think that he just is like, oh, I'll just leave it as a whoa. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's when you when you see um, he's writing these songs and like. Especially singing. in I Empire, because that one is full of it. Yeah. 
And he's singing like uh, the songs and stuff before he has lyrics written. And it's like, he's just singing the whole thing like that. Mm-hmm. And then he just like, you heard the album. It's like, well, most of it's lyrics, but then some of it's still just like this. Whoa. he was doing when he was like trying to write it. Yeah. 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 Writing the melodies and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, I still like the adventure a little bit. I think the drums could be cooler, but what, what I think about the adventure, um, is what Mark said in an interview that he, he thought that the, uh, like the intro is cool. The verses are cool. And then the chorus, it's just like, let's just ruin this energy. We've all built up. Like <laughs> I get what he was trying to go for, like the spacey out vibe, but it's like the song, like the intro comes in and it's dope. That's a great intro. Yeah, it's great. Um, sidebar might've been ripped off by screeching weasels song. Oh yeah. You, you sent that to me. Yeah, yeah. I'll probably drop like the intro to both of those here. <laughs> let the listener decide. But, uh-huh. um, that guitar riff is pretty similar. <laughs> I don't know. What'd you think of it? Um, what was it that I thought it was? Like that, remember you were like, what does that sound like? Or whatever. And uh, I, I thought it was a different song. Oh, yeah. Well, I sent you the screech. Oh, I thought it was intro. like, yes. And I thought I was like, oh, that's, that's um, Dysentery Gary. Dysentery Gary. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of the rhythm. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it was, um, yeah, I think it sounds pretty similar. Yeah, you're right. It is. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. I'll, I'll drop them in there and. Like, uh, let's say uh, like, right. uh, it does drop all the energy out of it here. I yeah. Am. Yeah. So, so it's like, so the intro comes in, it's like, man, you know, and then like, I want to have the same. And you're like, yeah, yeah. I want to have the same last stream again. And then like, and it's just like, <laughs> it might, that should have maybe happened the one time. And then, it should have been like a bridge or something. Yeah. It's like, Hey, yo, here I am. <laughs> here we go. I'm just waiting to begin. And then we're like, bad. okay, yeah, I'm back in. Like, oh, it's kind of interesting. I think it's kind of cool. It, it, it's, it's almost like as far as it's, it's it's in the video that they go into like uh, fucking um, zero gravity or something. It's yeah. almost like you're, you know, f- on a fucking rocket and then all of a sudden you're pff, into yeah. space and then you're going back down again. So it's kind of cool. I could see that being that right. It is neat. I, uh, I could, uh, the idea is cool, like I'm saying. I just don't think it was executed well. It didn't, to me, it wasn't... Uh, musically interesting enough to come off as like that spacey weird like maybe radio heady vibe of like woo you know but mm-hmm. and or even like epic of like tears for fears or the cure kind of thing mm-hmm. to me it just came off as like a little boring and mm. and like it was just like slowing the momentum down yeah without I mean, without the cool feeling but yeah i i yeah i don't know i still like that song though yeah so is that your what are your picks for favorite and least favorite um i think i always Really liked Good Day a lot. I, w- I always liked the lyrics to that song a lot. And they said in the commentary that was the first song they wrote together. Oh, really? When it was... So this is something I think is kind of telling. So I don't think that song is a Blink song at all. And I think it was the first song when it was just him and Dave. And I think Dave might have had a bigger input in that song. Really? That's my theory. Because um, they said it was the first song. And I think maybe at that time, it's a little more nebulous with this is. Tom might be more unsure of himself. And it just has like a different... Uh, it's it's a vibe of the song contour just like most of everything that's going is just going towards that chugging guitar mm-hmm. that is Dave, you know. Mm-hmm. No, I, I and I think like that's the highlight is the you know. Yeah, and I think it's a pretty good song about like um 
like depression or something. Yeah. I think, and I don't know, just it, it's relatable still. I feel like, like it is. I think I'm having a good day, but you know, <laughs> I just can't figure it out. You know, yeah. like, it's I think still I good. Like today. <laughs> I think it's good. Yeah, it, it it's is something I, I can't get, get my on. head. Around. Yeah. I like like a happy song about being depressed as fuck or something. (laughs) You're making me like it more when you put it that way. Like I don't know. That's a good. I think Start the Machine is my second contender for number one with Do It For Me Now. Yeah, and I think it's similar. Like, and I I think Good Good uh, Good Day and Start the Machine are the most uh, like personal songs on this album. I think so. I think those two songs are the other ones are just like I want to write about bombs and fucking this and just like space and yeah yeah I then. I, I agree. Yeah, well, do it for them, me now. I don't know. Do it for me now. I also think it's just like a cool love song. Yeah. Well, true. But you know, uh, and yeah, I think good day. Yeah. Starting the machine actually wasn't one. I really enjoyed a lot. I think, but yeah. now I think I like it more too. Yeah. Also with the idea that I think it's really the only song that's about blink on the, on the album. I, it, I think it's definitely about blink. And I also think, um, it's one that again, this is theory, you know, who knows, but I think, um, so, you know, the, the original version of this was just called the machine and the choruses weren't the like, more electronic stuff. It was just like, like it was like a rocking thing. Mm -hmm. I think that was a, that I think the original chorus was like from a blink song. Mm. Um, and he like kind of started there and ended up reworking it differently. Yeah. But the the only reason I think that is because it's the only one on here that had noticeably like two different versions. And I just thought like, why would you do that? And I thought maybe, maybe felt uncomfortable that it was like such a, it was a song about blink that he used a riff from, I I don't know. (laughs) I, you know, who knows? Hmm. Because, yeah, it is definitely. A, um, do you have like any of the lyrics or that you're thinking of that are like. Um, I can't. I'm trying to think of it. Like, I, I know I won't say sorry is a bit. I mean, that's the chorus. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and that's like. Pain. It, there's something about like I left with the kids, ran, uh, screams and kids and ran for shelter or something like that. Is yeah. that the lyric? I left the scans of rain, ran for shelter. Left in jail. I know. I won't left. say sorry. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like I think about the. It may not necessarily about blink, but the idea of like running away from like this big, uh, you know, being famous and yeah. Well, I think I think what's band. cool about those lyrics is like whether or not I, I think in that album in those lyrics he still is indulging in one of the things that makes this album not great is like he's just trying to seem smart, you know, or mm. trying to seem artistic, and I think there's a little bit of that in this. But um, it, I think it works well because I feel like this album or this song is uh, such a good just reflection on how exactly this person was feeling at this moment. Mm-hmm. And I think Start the Machine, what's cool about that song is it, it, it completely encapsulates the way that this person, this famous person leaving a band felt, mm-hmm. you know, like the lyrics, the vibe of it. It's, you know. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I think... Uh it hurts. I was always weirded out by like, just like the, it hurts. It hurts. It hurts. It's just like, but I kind of like that one. And you said that maybe you think that one was maybe a blink song. Just the, uh, that intro guitar riff. I just could imagine that being like, uh, I don't know. I could just imagine them jamming and someone, tra- you know, t- market drivers like, what, what if we did like another kind of like Anthem Part 2 type thing? <laughs> yeah. And it started to start out that way, you mm-hmm. know, maybe had a different chorus or maybe they didn't have a chorus, but, um, it just in the course of the war, maybe too. It's yeah, maybe like a. I don't think the verses for that. I think but. less the course of the war, though. After watching the documentary, because oh, really? uh, I mean, it sounds. I think the war sounds pretty blinkish, but the reason why I don't think now much of it was written is we see a lot of uh, him writing it. That's true. We don't see him writing it from the beginning, so maybe it did stem from a blink idea. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I just think to me it came off as odd that we see so much right, like so much of the, um, that's the album or that's the movie is song 
them writing songs. And there's a couple of songs like, especially do it for me now. Cause that was a single you just don't really see much of. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was, I think do it from now. You don't see any of. And I thought that was weird that there was like one or two songs we just never see being written or, you know, mm-hmm. um, when so much else was. So I started to think that those might've been the, mm. the, the blink ideas, you know, interesting. I don't know. If, um, I probably for the worst, um, distractions up there, but, uh, I was trying to, trying to figure out like, what's my least favorite song on here. And it's either, it might be the gift. I can't, maybe I try to, it might be the gift or a little, like I just, little enough. I love that chorus, but it might be distraction or the gift. I think are the two uh, contenders for me. Yeah. As the worst one. The gift has the worst lyrics, I think. Yeah. Cause it's Tom being God. <laughs> like those are the lyrics to that song. Is it? Yeah. Is it the one that's really religious kind of has tones no, to it? This, uh, wait, no, that's a little enough. Um, Maybe it's Lil's Enough. No, that has Lil's a lot Enough of it. is, I think, him being God. One of the songs is basically like a lot it, of religious it, but, stuff. But, going but, but, on. Well, it's not just that it was religious. Like it was just that it was like it was like a something. Basically, the song sets up as like, "What would God say?" Well, here's what God would say, and I'm just gonna sing the rest of the song as God now. Mm-hmm. You know, like <laughs> just like rub me the wrong way. You know, yeah, just like a little like he's back a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, um, listening to it back to it, we were talking about this at like how disintegration is the second or disintegration, disintegration. Uh, fucking distraction is the second song. Yeah. When how much better it would have been going from Valkyrie Missile to do it do for it me, me now. now? Yeah. That's the thing is disinte- uh, disintegration. God damn it, Ryan. Uh, now I'm saying it disintegrate. Uh, so distraction is like the way that the adventurous chorus, I feel like is to this, the song. That's what this is to this album. I mean, <laughs> Valkyrie Missile, um, is I think that song is great. Mm-hmm. I think it's a cool song. Um, it, it has those astronaut transmissions. I think yeah. are really cringy. Yeah, me too. I think the best. You got some major vocal fry. Like that's just vocal fry city. It's just Tom. <laughs> the, like, oh, what? Are you, what who are the, the, the only th- part I like is I can see the sun coming over the horizon. It's the only part I, I like. So <laughs> I don't even really mind I, what they're saying. It's just no, how hate, they say no, it. Saying it's angels so, and airwaves is the worst part. If saying we no, are angels no, and airwaves. no. The worst part is not angels and airwaves. The worst part is before that when Tom is. Who do we think we are? <laughs> no, but that whole that whole We're interaction. In way, yeah. yeah, that's the worst part. But I like the idea. Do you remember of in the video when, when they heard that he was like, "Oh, that's us, fuck yeah." <laughs> was that them two talking? Is it? It David was. And- it was Tom and Dave. And Tom was like, looked over at Dave like, "Oh, so cool." Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. It's like. That, that, that bass is cool. Dun, dun, no, the dun, thing is, I love dun, the idea of just like I see the sun coming over the horizon. Like I like that's cool. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty dope. Yeah, I don't know. It's cool. Like that, that's that intro, the, in, the Valkyrie missile, in, <laughs> in retrospect, and like a larger musical knowledge, you know, that sounds like M eighty three to me. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's sort of the what that sounds like. Um, the yeah, outro, they have little things like that in the songs. Yeah, the outro is cool. Um, but yeah, so the, and it's great. You have like this great start, one of the best songs in the album, and then it just crushes you with distraction. I think that might be it. That might be. That has it's to be a the long song. One. It doesn't really go anywhere. It has this chorus that just doesn't feel like they cared. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we get to do it for now, which is good. Um, so it does come back from that, and you got the adventure. But mm-hmm. then, yeah, it gets slogged down a little bit 
again it until you, until it comes back up. I think with, with the good war, day. I think too. And so you don't like the war? No, I do. I do. I, I think it's long a little bit. Yeah, and I think the war is one of the stronger songs in the album because I think the uh, I think the intro is really cool. I like the main riff. I think the verses and the chorus are great. I I just think it's um the bridge is not good. Mm-hmm. It's where we get the first woes. Oh yeah, that is bad. Whoa, oh, 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 oh. yeah. Don't don't do that. Just have like a guitar. Or something. I remember thinking like it would sound dope with if there's no vocals right there. Like it's pretty cool. Like it's just like it would be like a little. I think something that Tom feels like in this album is that he always has to have something going on, and I think there's something to be gained from like just bringing it back for a little while to just a guitar. Yeah, the only one really was the the Valkyrie missiles. The only one that really starts out with sort of like, yeah, with this like nothing going on really, you know? Yeah. It's kind of, yeah, you're right. It's, it's almost too much. And I think the benefit, it would have benefited going at it with not just like making these, the curves within the songs, but to actually have them going into each song. Yeah. Uh, like stuff should have faded. Like even then, um, the self-titled album or the untitled album, yeah, uh, does that. untitled, yeah, it yeah, does, it, yeah, easy target. Well, a few of them anyway, a like few easy of them, target yeah. and all of this, like and, that. That feels like a coherent album, and this one does that has points that like sound the same. Like there's like you know, I, th- I, th- I think um I think Valkyrie Missile is a great starting song, and Start the Machine is a good ending song. Mm-hmm. I think those are great bookends, but yeah, within it, it sort of is. It doesn't really have like a flow. Yeah, and it might have been. I think like. There's probably not other songs written other than these ones for that album. Yeah, you no, know? I don't think so. So there wasn't like I think well, and he spent from. a lot of time on these and tried really hard. Mm-hmm. Like um, that's something that I think is really cool and interesting to me about this album is that, um, and something I really like about it, uh, good or bad, whether or not he succeeded, it's really interesting to just hear like a, a famous musician just try and make an album that's the best album ever made, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Like Chinese Democracy is interesting to me for the same reason, you know? Whether or not they succeeded, (laughs) um, it's just, it's interesting to hear, you know? So one of the questions I wanted to ask you was, if this album, if someone came across this, not knowing the background really, maybe a music fan, uh, didn't really know, maybe knew it was Tom DeLonge and Blink-182, maybe not, and just like maybe listen to this today, yeah. Um, what would they like? Think? What would they think? And like, would so, like would it like young person be into this? Would, yeah. Or would uh, I, so I think this is not a good album, and <laughs> I don't think I, I would predict that someone without. So context. let me let me back up with that. I think this is not a good album that, in the proper context, and if you're invested in the story, is very interesting. And, um, yeah, so I, I don't think if you're not attached to the story of what's going on behind it, um, I think you would, I, I just imagine you would probably think it's sort of an album of plodding you two ish songs mm-hmm. that that's, that are about like an album of five to six minutes, mid tempo, you two rock songs. That's, mm-hmm. a, that's how I just, de- you know, describe it. Um, but I think there's, I, th- I think, a, a a casual rock fan would enjoy, moments of this album i think they would definitely enjoy they they would i think the intro to the adventure is a very inspired youtube ripoff you know mm-hmm. like yeah. it's, it's a you know like and i think tom would admit it's like a youtube song you mm-hmm. know but i think it's good like it, it sounds as that intro riff sounds as good to me as anything you two ever did mm-hmm. you know um the song you know maybe not so much but there's moments i think people would enjoy i think you might enjoy um do it for me now and i think you might enjoy like start the machine um maybe a good day um Parts of Valkyrie Missile, 
you know, if you're into punk shit or like that kind of stuff, you might get a kick out of the war. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think I agree. There's just parts and it's almost like those part, those cool parts that, um, we like about angels and airwaves songs are dwindling to me. I feel like other than, Definitely. I guess, Dreamwalker is kind of a, a well, other. Yeah. And I know I'm bigger on Dreamwalker than you are, I think. Yeah, but there's like I I agree. I know what you mean, like what you say, what you like about it, but it's like the the cool moments I think start to fade are less and less for most of the AVA's albums. Uh, I think they're they're less and less because they become recycled. And I, and and I think they become recycled because um and again, I think Tom will be the first to admit he's not like a shredder, you know. He's not a crazy um he has a lot of talent, not a lot of skill, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, he's this kind of music. It's it's resting. So so something yeah, that more skillful, trained kind of. Like, yeah. To, to bring this orchestral into orchestral musicians almost in a to, way to bring this into blink a little bit in the uh, last Mark podcast, uh, Feldy said that uh, they Feldy and Mark discussed how like part of the magic of blink is that it's nursery rhymes. And I agree with that wholeheartedly. And I think that's the kind of melodies Tom is amazing at writing is nursery rhyme lyrics. I think Mark too, but mm-hmm. but Tom also. And those melodies are great when they're fast because um, they're simple. And if they're fast and they're delivered to you quickly and just you hear it a couple times in two minutes or three minutes and it goes away, it, it never becomes repetitive and it only becomes catchy. Mm-hmm. But when you take those same melodies and you just, you don't change them, but you just stretch them out and hold them out for longer. Yeah, it becomes, it becomes boring and I think that's what happened with this. The, you know, the there's a lot of synth parts to this, there's a lot of guitar parts that Tom wrote and they're all just very very simple melodies on top of simple melodies, mm-hmm. which is fine. You don't need to be complex, but with this kind of music, I I think it becomes boring. Mm-hmm. You know, when you just have like do 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 like that's it's really simple and like you know, fast. if that was fast, like do 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 do, and you hear it a couple times, it sounds catchy as hell. Mm-hmm. But slow, like do 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 do, you know, it's it's boring. Yeah, it needs to be more just intense. You know, so I, I think I on. think that's why the the interesting moments started to dwindle is because the, you know, I don't know. I just think the the novelty wore off, and it's almost like he tied himself into like a. Like put himself in a rut by like you know scenario is gonna be like this epic band about space. He set himself up for failure, and it's kind of like uh like you know changing lives and making people feel something. When um, it's almost like in naming the band Angels and Airwaves, it's almost like it can't really be something else. In Blink One Eight Two was a lot of different things, right? And uh, I don't know. Well, in in his defense about that, I think uh, something I got from watching this. Uh, watching this movie is I think that was intentional and I think it was a motivating thing for him. Mm-hmm. Like I think there was a part of him um, and maybe this was the part of him that was on drugs. Maybe not. Like I feel like this is something I could, I saw myself in him in this moment. I think there was a lot of it that he was like, I need to say this stuff and I need to set my, like I need to make everything about this have to be the biggest thing because if I don't, it's not going to be and mm-hmm. like, I need to set myself up for failure to give myself the extra push to do it. Like the same kind of line of thinking that like, I can't get a day job. If I get a day job, I'm gonna feel safe. I need to just keep playing in the band. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, cause I think he did have that out of Blingwood too. Like, he's, you know, like they were not successful for a very long time. Yeah. And, um, I think that this might've been some of that same mentality coming up that he's like, if I set myself up where I can only succeed, then I can only succeed. Yeah. And that's like something they say with, what he you didn't know, account for, 
is that he just only partially succeeded. You know, like he didn't account for this middle ground where like you can you can have the Kevin Smith fan base, which mm-hmm. he sort of ended up getting, I think, with this album. Yeah. Um, which it was a big hit, but yeah, it's kind of like just like the people that really were into it. It was a big hit. You got around. a really solid niche group of followers that wasn't big. It wasn't a big, like this band seemed like a failure because of the way he talked about it. But I think it was more successful than plus 44, regardless of sales, because I think um, maybe it's just because they only put out one album, but I don't think plus 44 ever had the dedicated fans that angels narrative is able to cultivate mm-hmm. that was a little separate from the, yeah i the mean he crowd. brought a whole idea behind the whole thing and like you know i mean try, there's people that like angels narratives and don't like blink and there's no one who likes plus 44 and doesn't like blink yeah yeah, yeah. it's more of like an extension like it's almost like 182 plus 44 you know yeah so so that, i mean that's that's cool you know what he was sort of able to do so yeah, I mean, I agree, and I, it's it's it'd be interesting to hear from like people that are s- just like still like diehards on Angels and Airwaves and stuff, and see like what is it that they're, you know, taking in. What? Yeah, I think um, I think some of it is it has those moments that are really cool, and um, yeah, I don't know, I. Th- I think I I always think that that might be it. The, the it it's like, all, it's kind of just sad that like there's there's so many. <laughs> For the type of music it is, it's like there's a lot of great alternatives. <laughs> yeah. Like that do it really well almost. You yeah. Know? I mean, yeah. Like I, my listening to Angel Narrative significantly dropped once I like really dived into YouTube and The Cure and stuff and mm-hmm. looked past just like the Josh. Once I heard like Untouched, uh, is it, oh my God, I'm like saying it's my favorite album by them and now I can't even like think of it. The Fire one. Uh, of U2? Yeah, I don't. I don't know if their albums really. The one before Joshua Tree. No, the I love hits. it. That's oh, great. Yeah. Um, the Cure, like when I heard like Disintegration, you know, it's like, oh shit, why would I ever listen to It Hurts again? Like yeah. this is, <laughs> <laughs> this is some next level shit. Well, it's just it's so similar, you know. Yeah. Well, shit. Well, is there anything else we should say about this uh, about this album? Uh, you know, I was just checking my list. I think we sort of hit it all. Um, to wrap up, uh, should we like? You want to give it like a, a grade or should we do that? I don't know. Like it's, it's a tough one for these. We're so we're, if we were to do that for all of the albums we review, it's going to be so yeah, bad. It's just going to be like tens. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let's not give it a grade, but maybe, um, like what, I don't know, what recommendation. What, or what would be like your quick, uh, I don't know. Like what's your like quick summary of like your thoughts, like your thesis on, we don't need to whisper <sighs> it. I think you. We don't need to whisper. You. May, it may have been a had to be there kind of thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I. Uh, I think there's some great stuff on there, and it's and and as a side project from Blink One Eight Two, it could have been great. But since it's not, it's not the best thing. And it, it, and I think this album it holds up the most compared to all the other ones. Maybe other than Dreamwalker. Yeah. But. Um, I don't know. It's uh, it's hard to put a finger on it, but there are some great songs on it, some great tracks that are in like you know some of my Blink playlists and stuff. And yeah, um, there's there's something out there, but I think it was a had to be there kind of album. I don't think someone today would uh, that maybe never listened to it unless you're a Blink fan and want to you know hear everything. Right. Definitely. Well, if you're a new, what if you're a new Blink fan that was before the time of and you know before this all happened. Let's say you're like, you're 19 and you're a Blink fan, you know? I think if you love Neighborhoods, listen to this because it's better than that, I think. <laughs> you think this is better than Neighborhoods? I think maybe some songs, maybe. You it know? might be, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I think, um, yeah. Maybe, I don't know. There's some good songs in Neighborhoods too, but yeah, it's, a, it's a, I think hearing the whole story, like you said earlier, 
you know, maybe seeing the documentary, seeing how it happened with Blink and Tom. And uh, this is an interesting album for that, I think. And um, and uh, so that's why I think I like it still. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I don't don't love it, but I I do like it. Yeah, I think. um, So, yeah, I think uh, I think this is basically a, a not very from just like if I were a music fan, I wouldn't like it. But mm-hmm. um, I think it's an interesting album in the in the way maybe like um, I actually feel very similar to this album that I do Life of Pablo. Um, oh, really? <laughs> I didn't really. Uh, so I'm a huge Kanye West fan. We both are. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you love Life of Pablo. And for <laughs> well, me, that grew, was, it took a while to grow on me. That was for me. Yeah. Well, it has for me. That's where you lost me. Right. Um, I don't <laughs> think it's good. But at the same time, it's still interesting as hell. And I, on a certain level, like I don't enjoy it for its own sake, but in context of everything that's going on, it's interesting to me that, you know, the personal dynamic. And so anyway, so this album's the same way. So um, the idea that it was, it was very clearly just this person trying to make an album of music that would just be the biggest thing in the world. Mm -hmm. And I think beyond you two, beyond him reaching back to his roots, I think he was... And I don't think this was entirely a crass decision. I think it was just, I think it genuinely was the music he wanted to make, but I think he wanted to just make whatever sounded like the biggest thing in the world, Mm -hmm. the most successful, the most anthemic. It could only be played in arenas, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's interesting to hear the guy from Blink-182. God Blink- wrote it himself. Yeah. And it, it's just really, it, it's an interesting story that the guy from Blink-182 tried to write that album. Yeah, the guy you know? that wrote, I want to fuck a dog in the ass. Yeah. And I think you have the interesting, great and terrible moments that you would expect from that. Mm-hmm. From the guy from Blink-182 trying to write what he thinks is as the best album ever made. Mm-hmm. It um, is. It, it is. It's a concept that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Like that's the concept. It is. I, I think that's the, con- you know, um, so it's interesting from that perspective just to hear what uh, an obviously talented musician is, is trying to write. And, and it's interesting to hear someone write outside of their comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And um, I really commend, like, I think it's really cool. He tried it. And I just think it's, it's not very good, you know, for the reasons we talked about, but um, there's interesting moments and, um, yeah, so I think with the story and context, it's an interesting thing to listen to. For yeah, sure. And there's some good moments. There's some good songs. There's mm-hmm. a couple, I think, at least three good songs on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, you're right. I almost want to just listen to Do It For Me Now right now. Yeah. That music video doesn't hold up, though. No, that music video is bad. Well, maybe we should uh, maybe we should wrap this up and uh, go ahead and put it on. We've been going for about an hour and a half right now. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, is there anything uh, else? How do, I mean. Um, I don't know. Uh Watch uh, Angels and Airwaves do uh, my first punk song at Warp Tour. Find that YouTube video; it's pretty great. Oh, I haven't seen that. Yeah, we need to watch that. <laughs> a boxcar racer song. My yeah. First, oh shit! They played that live like a couple times at, at Warp Tour. I wonder if David and and Tom wrote that a long time ago. <laughs> That'd be cool. That plays into my David theory of him having more of an influence than before. And it's also, like the, drink, he, David's what's, like what's, the Matt Sharp. What's the of David, Angels and Airwaves? What's the David Kennedy? Um, uh, uh coffee oh james coffee company which like shout out to them like i've had their coffee uh because i was like the angels nervous guy became a like started making coffee i'm a huge coffee fan like yeah. i've half the reason i live here in portland is because <laughs> i love coffee it's great guy makes coffee way better than he plays it guitar. is good coffee like, it's it's really good yeah order some oh yeah i got you some for yeah. uh, christmas tonight <laughs> it's good yeah so you i don't know yeah it, i think it's great it's if as you're good. a coffee connoisseur check out david kennedy coffee yeah 
Let's let's see if we get James good. Coffee Company. James Coffee. They have a really good Instagram. It's always like it's just like coffee porn, you know, like it's just like really <laughs> sexy photos of like espressos, and it's always like him making it too. Like he loves it. Like and it's re- I I'm really happy that Dave was able to like that's he's successful and has his own thing, and I and he's good at it. Like he's he knows what he's doing with that coffee, you know. Yeah, it's good. It's really good. He signs the signed like the receipt too, or something. Yeah, I think yeah he signed when I ordered it for Ryan. He like signed. There's no reason he did that other than like, you're probably just ordering this because you're an Angel's Aries fan. You know, like why would you never order from Stumptown? They're not going to like sign the, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it's cool. I think I don't he's, know a, he's a cool, that, he seems like just, a really cool dude. It might have been just thrown away. But you never <laughs> well, know. <laughs> sorry, Dave, if you're listening to this. <laughs> but you have good coffee. Keep it up. Yeah. Send us some. Oh, <laughs> God damn it, Ryan. <laughs> well, I don't give a shit about your autograph, but send me some free coffee. <laughs> I'm running out of Stumptown. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we should go ahead and wrap this up, but uh, we'll return next week with our regularly scheduled blink talk. I don't think we're going to be talking we'll about it. Out. Or I don't think we're, whatever we do, I don't think we're going to do another. I don't no, think our we'll next probably, episode is going to be. No, we got to spread, spread them out a little bit. Yeah. So we need to get, we did so much Angels and Airways the last couple episodes. Yeah. It was to, Tom and then Angels and Airways. We need to do some, let's go another direction totally. All right. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Um, we'll have something great in store. Yeah. So um, we're going to go uh, drink some coffee. So put your pants back on.